With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Rugby is a badass sport. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans. Welcome to episode 86 of the DNVR Rugby Podcast. My name is Colton Strickler. As always, I'm your host. i uh, got a good show for everybody today. Decided to jump into it. We'll start the show the same way we do every week, and that's by jumping into the breakdown. So we'll start, as we always do, with the Colorado XO update. So XO's picked up a 38-10 win over Clemson last weekend. That match was live streamed. I tweeted it out. Uh, but for those that didn't get to watch it, it wasn't the prettiest one of all time. Clemson scrum kind of pushed the XOs around a little bit. Um, that was one of the things I was surprised to see. But the XOs did take advantage of their opportunities, ultimately won the match. Uh, one thing I've noticed about the XOs in the five matches that they've played this uh, spring so far, they improved to 4-1 and one with their victory, is that they really don't miss tackles very often. And when they do find themselves in trouble, they're able to get out of it because they are short tacklers and that often results in a loose ball. Um, that's kind of been the case for them all year, and that's kind of what helped them out last weekend, held off Clemson, because Clemson did put themselves in a good position um, on s- several different occasions to score. They were, you know, deep in the XO territory, but the XOs are just, like I said, they're short tacklers, um, and a lot of those tackles result in loose ball and turnover ball, and that's kind of where they, they can get away with it. Like I said, they took advantage of the opportunities when they had them, uh, and then I think ultimately, like they're still they're still scoring because they are incredibly athletic. They're getting some help from you know some seasoned rugby guys now that that's kind of like been the the trend as they had a Campbell Johnstone who's unfortunately dealing with a little bit of an injury for the last few weeks. But um, this week that guy was Samu Smith. He's a guy that played for Rugby United New York back in 2018. Has been the team with the team for probably around six weeks now. I believe that was his first match, but he had a really good game. Um, and then David Still is a guy, I think I've talked about on the podcast before, but I think he's going to be really good. He's really strong when he has a ball in his hands. He scored three tries on Saturday. Uh, he's not really a guy that I've seen get tackled one-on-one. And even like I, I remember, like I think it was his first touch in New Orleans, that game that I went to um, back at the end of February. And he went in, I think he's played like the last 20 minutes. The The ball kind of went over his head. He was playing fullback. Um, kind of like looked like he was kind of taking his time, picked up the ball, and then he took it like 80 meters. He didn't score, but that just was the, a glimpse into what the kind of player that he is. Um, and then he just keeps continuing to get better and better as the season progresses. I think he played like defensive end or, or something in college. He played on the defensive side of the ball. So it's very it's interesting to see him with the ball in his hands because he's a very strong runner. I think he's going to be really good. Like I said, Sammy Smith had a good game as well. Um, and the XOs are back in action this weekend with the match against Pathway 404, which is Rugby ATL's Southeastern Academy side. So that will take place on Saturday at 1 p.m. Mountain Time, I believe. 
Um, I, it says 3 p.m. On, on the thing that I've seen. I would assume that's 3 p.m. Eastern because it's going to be the curtain raiser for the rugby ATL NOLA gold match, so they can't bump up too close to it. But I think that's going to be a good match. I'm very interested to see how it turns out because, you know, after Belmont Shore, maybe right up on par with Belmont Shore, this is probably the best team that they'll play, best rugby team so far. Uh, they've got other matches on the schedule. I think next week they're at uh, Rugby HTX, which is a Houston Sabercats academy side. So they're they're getting to a stretch of the season where they're going to start playing some good rugby teams. Um, and I'm looking forward to, to seeing how they do. I'm um, not sure if this one will be, be streamed. I've put some some texts out to some people, still kind of waiting to hear. If it is, I will, of course, let you know, kind of like I did last week on Twitter. Um, so just make sure you're following along with that, at DNVR underscore rugby. And that's kind of the, the XO update. they got a lot of guys hurt right now, so um, should be in the next few weeks or so. They should be getting back to as close to, to full strength as they can. And it's going to be a good couple of weeks of rugby. They've got some exciting stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. And I'm excited to, to watch it and cover it and, and bring everybody the information that I know. So kind of does it for the XL update part of the breakdown. We'll move into this MLR side uh, of the breakdown. There's only one thing I wanted to talk about, and it's just in line with the, the crossover, the XO stuff that we've been talking about, the crossover theme that's kind of taken over this spring. Um, and that that. In that realm, the New England Free Jacks announced that they had signed Ngalu Fusi Malohi. I'm sure I butchered that. I'm sorry if I did Ngalu, um, but but Ngalu is a is a crossover guy. So I'll read you the release, and uh, it's kind of an interesting idea. Something that I think maybe maybe the XOs have kind of you know put the bug in some teams' ear to start looking outside the box, and they're offering these short-term contracts now as a as a trial run. Um, so I'll go ahead and read you this. Ngalu joins the Free Jacks on a four-week trial to develop and compete as a potential crossover athlete. The Free Jacks are pleased to announce the arrival of Ahungalu uh, Fusi Malohi to New England on a four-week trial with the team. Ngalu joins as a potential crossover athlete, having played a prolific American football, excuse me, having enjoyed a prolific American football career as a two-time lineman of the year at the University of Kansas and Big 12 offensive lineman honorable mention. The six-foot-three, 290-pound Tongan-born athlete joins the Free Jacks as he looks to transition back to the sport he played growing up. Quote, first off, I'd like to thank the Free Jacks and Tom Kinley for the this opportunity to learn, develop, and compete, commented Ngalu. I'm pumped to work with the guys and whole staff in a new training environment and push myself and my skill set. It's a great opportunity to showcase the work ethic I've experienced throughout my football career, and I'm excited to represent the great New England states, end quote. Born and raised in Tonga, Ngalu originally played rugby in middle and high school for Tonga side and Tonga High School, respectively, before moving to the United States in 2009. For Ngalu, rugby runs in the Fusimalohi family as his brother Tavake Fusimalohi represented Tongan Sevens and the NTT Dakomo from the Japanese Top League. Quote, Ngalu, the tap dancer Fusimalohi, enters our New England program with a ton, a lot of intrigue, noted Free Jacks head coach Ryan Martin. What caught my eye was the way the 6'3", 290-pound athlete was able to dance around the football field. Ngalu has crossover potential written all over him with not only his stature and athletic prowess, but more importantly, his attitude and work ethic. Ngalu will get world-class nurturing from proven super rugby front rowers 
in uh, Dejager Faagasi and Jansen at the Free Jacks, and we are excited to work with him on his development to be the best tap-dancing front rower he can be. A prolific American football player, Ngalu originally played for the Jefferson High School uh, for Jefferson High School in Daly City, California, where he was named All-League as a defensive tackle in his first year playing the sport. During Ngalu's time at Jefferson High School, he won Most Valuable Player before graduating and moving to the City College of San Francisco, where he helped lead the team to a junior college national championship while acquiring an associate's degree. Ngalu went on to play for the University of Kansas and played for head coach Charlie Weiss, where he started all games for Kansas. He was awarded KU Lineman of the Year two years in a row, earned all Big 12 honorable mention, was named the Polynesian Athlete of the Year watch list. Ngalu had a great senior season that was unfortunately cut short during the eighth game to injury, which hampered his NFL chances as he was unable to partake in a pro day upon graduating from the University of Kansas. Ngalu attended many NFL free agent camps and was lined up to play in the XFL before the pandemic shut it down. While not competing on the field, Ngalu works full-time for the school district's high school to elementary as a professional and coaching high school football. So that's the end of the release. Sorry, I stumbled there. That release is not written very well. Um, but this is, I'm a fan of the idea, obviously, covering the XOs. I think it's a good idea. I'm wishing him nothing but the best. I'm looking forward to see how this trial goes. So he's on a four-week contract. Sounds like they're just going to, you know, see if he has the potential to, to keep training. And, um, you know, I, I would doubt we would see him in a match this season. But I'm um, looking forward to seeing how that goes. This is kind of like the same thing, like just looking at this guy's background. I saw he was playing in the spring league. The, the, that's exactly where the XOs have been picking players out of. The, they scouted at the spring league. They're looking everywhere. Um, I Obviously, like I said, I think it's a good idea. Look everywhere for, for the best rugby players possible, and it's super helpful to have a guy that knows the rules of rugby, has played rugby before, so it's not brand new to him. It's kind of like Maake, who we talked about last week that was playing with the XOs, signed with the Giltinis last week. He's a guy that had rugby experience, played rugby in high school and college, um, obviously played college football, but you know, that just that background helps so much more. It just speeds up the process just that much more. And I'm looking forward to seeing how all that goes. So that's all of the MLR stuff I wanted to talk about in the breakdown this week. So now we'll transition into all of the rugby that you can watch this weekend. We'll start with the Rainbow Cup. That starts this week. Um, kind of got all mixed up as South Africa couldn't, you know, get into the UK, I guess they, they couldn't find a way to make it work. So they're kind of playing like two Rainbow Cups. It'll be like a Northern Hemisphere and Southern Hemisphere Rainbow Cup. Um, and it's, it's all going to start this weekend. I thought it was going to be postponed with all this news, but rugby will start this weekend and it should be really cool. We'll talk a little bit about uh, more about it in the required reading portion of the show, but I'll go ahead and read you these fixtures right now. So um, DHL Stormers and Sheet Sea Sharks, man, that's a tongue twister. That's going to that's going to trip me up throughout this tournament. I know it will. Uh, they play on Friday at 10.55 a.m. Mountain Time. Um, we've got Edinburgh versus Zebra on Friday at 1.10 p.m. Mountain Time. We've got Ulster versus Connacht on Friday at 1.10 p.m. Mountain Time. We've got Benetton versus Glasgow Warriors on Saturday at 5.55 a.m. We've got Vodacom Bulls versus Emirates Lions on Saturday at 7.55 a.m. Ospreys versus Cardiff Blues on Saturday at 10.10 a.m. We've got Leinster versus Munster on Saturday at 12.30 p.m. And we've got Dragons versus Scarlets round out the first round on Sat uh, Sunday Excuse me, at 5.55 a.m. You can watch all of those matches on ESPN+. Um, South African rugby is something that we really don't get 
that much of an opportunity to watch here in the States. So this is going to be kind of cool. I'm, like I said, I'm very much looking forward to this. Um, and like all these teams, you know, good portion of these teams used to compete in Super Rugby, but with Super Rugby kind of COVID forcing the hand of splitting into Super Rugby Australia, Super Rugby Aotearoa, um, these Super Rugby sides, we just haven't really had the chance to watch them play. So I'm excited to be able to watch these guys on ESPN Plus again. Um, like I said, we'll talk more about the Ramdog Cup when we get to required reading. So we'll transition to the Premiership. We've got Bristol versus Exeter on Friday at 12.45 p.m. We've got London Irish versus Harlequins on Saturday at 5.30 a.m. got uh, Leicester versus Northampton on Saturday at 8 a.m. got Gloucester versus Newcastle on Saturday at 8 a.m. We've got Worcester versus Sale on Saturday at 8 a.m. as well. And then on Sunday, we have Wasps versus Bath. And that's at 8 a.m. And you can catch all of those matches on Peacock. I've been told I've been saying the next competition wrong. Learned that last weekend. So I've been calling it a Lions, but I guess it's Allianz, so I'll church it up. But the Allianz Premier 15s is off until May 8th, so we have no matches this weekend. I think for the next two weeks. Uh, Super Rugby Australia, we've got the Western Forest versus the Reds on Friday at 3.45 a.m. And then on Saturday at 3.45 a.m., we have the Waratahs versus the Rebels. And then Super Rugby Aotearoa, uh, we've got the Chiefs versus the Hurricanes on Friday at 1.05 a.m. And then we have the Crusaders versus the Blues on Saturday at 9.35 p.m. And you can catch all the Super Rugby matches, Super Rugby Australia and Super Rugby Aotearoa on ESPN Fans' YouTube page. Uh, so we'll move into the DNVR Rugby Pick of the Week before we talk about the Major League Rugby fixtures this weekend. I'm going with the Chiefs, minus 5.5 over the last place Hurricanes. I've not had the best luck of all time if you guys have been riding with me. It's been it's been tough, but this is the week we get back on the, the horse. Um, I'll take the Blues to cover on Saturday as well. Uh, and make sure you're checking out the DNVR Bets podcast and the live stream that goes every Monday through Friday on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Those guys are on a heater right now, Andre and RK, uh, so make sure you're checking all that stuff out. Now, transitioning into the, the Major League Rugby fixtures of the weekend, last but not least, of, of course, uh, we've got Nola Gold, fourth place Nola Gold at uh, ninth place Rugby ATL. That's the match that will play right after the XOs and Pathway 404. That's at 5 p.m. Mountain Time on the Rugby Network. This will be an interesting one. We have the Battle of California, so it'll be the sixth place Legion at the Los Angeles Guiltinis at the LA Coliseum. The first place Los Angeles Guiltinis, that is. That's on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, and that will be on CBS Sports Network. Um, also on Saturday at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, at the same time, the, the Battle of California will be happening. We've got the 10th place Sabercats versus the 5th place Warriors. That will be on the Rugby Network. On Sunday at 11 a.m., we have the 7th place Toronto Arrows at the 3rd place Rugby United New York. That will be on Sunday at 11 a.m. on the Rugby Network. Um, we got the New England Free Jacks. They're in 8th place versus Old Glory DC. They're in 11th place. That'll be on Sunday at 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time. That one will be on Fox Sports 1. And then to round out the weekend, we have the Seattle Seawolves are in dead last right now. They're taking on the second place, Austin Gill Gronies. That will be on Sunday at 5 p.m. Mountain Time, and that will be on the Rugby Network. So a lot of good uh, MLR matches this weekend. Make sure you're checking all of those out. So now we'll jump into the interview portion of the show. I'm pleased to have on Colorado XO number eight, Leonard Sagapulatelli. Leonard played football at Adam State down in Alamosa uh, before kind of making the transition up to the XOs after the November camp. Got an offer. He's from American Samoa. 
Um, so he is kind of, I was kind of shocked to learn he hadn't played rugby before, but he never played organized rugby. So he had familiarity with the ball you know, he knew how to pass and he just, you know, learning the intricacies and the formal rules has been the biggest, you know, challenge for him, but he was looking really good. He was having a really good first season of rugby before he busted up his ankle against Belmont Shore a few weeks ago. Um, I know he had surgery. He was in the cast for a while, but sounds like he's doing a lot better. We'll get back to training here again real soon. I'm looking forward to watching Leonard get back on the field. So we won't yap about it too much. So with that, we'll, we'll go ahead and kick it to my conversation with Colorado XO numbered eight, Leonard Sagapulatelli. <laughs> All right. Now, welcome on to the show, Colorado XO eight man, Leonard Sagapulutelli. Leonard, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Doing uh, good. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for taking the time out of your day to come chat with me for a little bit. I really appreciate that, Leonard. So the no first worries. question we ask everybody that comes on the show is just, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from? Oh, uh, I'm from uh, American Samoa, so it's, it's a small island in the Pacific, um, five hours away from Hawaii, to be exact. Um, you know, it's like a full of palm trees and oceans. You know, like a mini, like a mini Hawaii. If you ever been to Hawaii, mm-hmm. it's like a mini version of it. So yeah, I have been to Hawaii, and I, I very much enjoyed it. Is that uh, you talk to Mose at all? I think Mose is from American yeah, Samoa yeah, as well. Mose, yeah. Most is from Pongo Pongo, which is uh, our capital. We consider our capital. And uh, yeah, me and Mose, uh, when I came on here, when I came on the team, he's like the main person I communicate with, speaking our language, like the Samoan language. It's always with him. So yeah, it's good to have somebody you can, you know, it's fluent and you can communicate with. On for, the basis. Yeah. for sure. I, I believe it. That's awesome. Yeah. So Leonard, just tell me a little bit about uh, what you did growing up. What kind of sports did you play? Uh, just kind of talk about what what you were doing as a kid. Oh, growing up, I was I was born in like because since my uh, my my dad was a deacon, I, I was always you know that church boy, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a Catholic. Uh, sports wise, I started playing football in like my seventh grade, uh, little league, and then went on to high school, played uh, basketball as well soccer and uh that's about it interesting yeah that's uh that's interesting that you say that so then how i guess i will can kind of talk to you about your football career then so like how uh when did that become something that you know you, you wanted to be serious about and just like how did you get recruited out of high school and then um i think you ended up in new mexico is that right so you could kind of just take yes, us through sir. that timeline oh yeah so um everything started being serious during my junior like the summer of my junior year when a uh, former NFL player, Troy Polamalu, came down the island and hosted a camp, which uh, led me to uh, be one of the defensive, one of the best defensive players uh, in it, which mm-hmm. uh, which landed me a verbal scholarship to uh, UNLV. And also I was communicating with uh, uh, Coach Joe Salavita when he was in Washington State. Mm. It wasn't an offer, but he was trying to get me to, like, you know, get to the point for me to get – you know, to go D one. Yeah. And main the main problem was for me was my grades. Yeah. You know, coming out of high school, uh, senior year, that's when I started to like be serious about it, but still fall so short. Uh, it was a blessing for me because you know JUCOs. I never knew about the JUCO route, the junior college route. That's mm-hmm. when uh, New Mexico Military Institute offered me a full ride scholarship, and then from there out. Finally, got an offer to you know to Division Two school here in Colorado, yeah. Adam State University, and that's where uh, that's where it went off. 
Yeah. Football was a way for me to, you know, further my education as well. So, yeah. For sure. And then, uh, you know, what was it like playing in college? How did you like your time in New Mexico? And then, you know, how did you decide to to make the switch up to Adams State down in Alamosa? It was good because uh, I thought uh, the coach that was there at that time, my, uh, uh, Coach Kurt Tofasov at New Mexico, he really helped me, you know, not only helped me off the field, but on the field as well. So he was the one that basically told me, to you know, weigh the better options, but you know, I decided to. I just didn't want it to get left off that train. You know? mm-hmm. So, I, uh, transitioning to Adam State was good as well. It's a good team. You got a good program, especially this year. You know, the coaches was very, uh, very nice. You know, offered me a decent amount of money. You know, mm-hmm. but still, finally, but everything is all good. Yeah, you know, with all the school and everything. So, yeah. That's awesome. So then, uh, Leonard, how'd you end up with the – how'd you get recruited to the Colorado XOs then from Adam State? Oh, I was – it was my last season of football. It was my senior year. Mm-hmm. And uh, Peter Past uh, messaged me on uh, Facebook Messenger saying uh, if, I ever, if I'm in, you know, Colorado, <clears throat> um, you ever want to play rugby? And that's when uh, I found out about this opportunity. But at that time, I was still in season, so I didn't even uh, – I didn't pay much – attention to it right so so after the season you know summer it was my second semester and then i was doing nothing so i was just doing school so i i contacted peter pask again if the opportunity was still on the table for me and then he said oh yeah we got we got the exo camp in two weeks and then i was like, oh great i'm in colorado right now so that's how i came out here yeah um i came to the camp only had one day since uh because i got tested positive for covid so yes i only had one day to show my skills oh yeah lucky for me when i went back when i went back to the school they they sent me a contract in the mail so it was a blessing yeah seeing that contract was was a huge blessing for me that's awesome that's i like that i didn't know any of that that's good stuff uh, so Leonard, I, I, uh, you know, being from American Samoa, I would assume you you were around rugby a little bit, but yeah, what, I was around. Yeah, I was around rugby. Yeah, yeah. but I never like played a you know a sanctioned game like an organized game. Yeah, it was always that backyard rugby type stuff that I okay was, you know, back back in the village. So when you when you showed yeah. up in November, it wasn't just completely new having a ball in your hands. You had at least, you know, had some yeah, familiarity was, with it, right? Yeah, I was really familiar with rugby. That's why, like, you know, I had uh, a little advantage to it because I know some of the rules, but I didn't know a lot, you know? Right. Yeah. And then I guess how come you never played rugby, uh, you know, officially back in American Samoa? What was kind of the barrier there? Just doing other stuff? Me was football, church, because, you know, I'm part of the, you know, the – church choir as well because my mom she plays the piano so i got it so church stuff is mandatory for me yeah for sure so i had to be there every audition you know every you know every mass weekly mass and on top of that i had to be at you know football practice so i didn't have that much time i was just focusing on football because football is the only you know the only way out the island for me for sure yeah so yeah that was basically my focus yeah that makes sense so how are you liking playing rugby so far now that you are playing organized rugby again? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love this experience. It's, it's a great experience for me. You know, get to meet good people, you know, good coaches as well. You know, 
everything is it's just fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun on this side, yeah. Is there any is there any aspects of the game that you're liking particularly? I know you're a defensive lineman, former defensive oh, yeah. lineman, so how are you liking carrying the ball? Oh, running the ball is yep, is the best experience I ever liked. Yeah. I mean, like ever since I uh ever, I played football, the only time you can you get to like get close to running the football is like an interception or fumble. Right. Here in rugby, it's, it goes both ways. When you get the ball, you get to carry it. When you get to defend it, you get to, you know, make some tackles. Yeah. That's awesome. What has been the hardest part of the transition for you? Rules aspect of the game. Like, mm-hmm. You know, different type of rules, like um, no pads, no, no protection around your skin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's about it. Yeah. I think that's – I know you, you're kind of unfortunately dealing with the injury right now, but, like, were you kind of – as the season was progressing, as you played a little more matches, like, it was kind of coming a little easier, wasn't it? Like, I, when I played rugby, that's kind of what I experienced is the best way to learn is, is to play just kind of baptism by fire. The more you play, the the easier, you know, it all comes to you. Well, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. That helped me. The uh, the last uh, the couple games I played before I got injured really helped me. Like you know, get used to how it is, get a feel for it. But now I can't. I can't wait to get back out after I'm recovered after yeah. therapy. Yeah, I know. I I mean, I'm looking forward to watching you play. The the few times I did see you to play, I mean, you look like a natural. You look like you're having fun. Uh, and then I, I I'm interested, I guess, in in your opinion on this is like. I love watching eight men. Like, I think eight man's probably the coolest position in rugby. When I played, yeah. I played 10, so I was unfortunately having to tackle a couple of guys looking like you coming around. It wasn't my favorite part, but, uh, okay. yeah. I was just yeah. one of my favorite parts of rugby. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, to getting, seeing you get healed up and watching you play again for sure, uh, hopefully not too much longer. So, uh, Leonard, has there been a few guys on the team that have kind of, like, helped you out through this, you know, transition process, or maybe uh, some of the coaches. I know you talked about Mose. Just kind of who's been helping you along, who's been helping you get up to speed and, and learn some of the rules. Oh, uh, what's it called? Like, cause uh, every time we're here at the here at, uh, my apartment, basically my roommate Chase, mm-hmm. Lena, uh, Donnie, who that's like the main people is always here watching, you know, watch rugby with us. So mm-hmm. that's how like. I get familiar with the rules by just seeing them talk about it or like hearing them talk about it. And then I'll ask questions like, Oh, why is this a penalty? They'll, you know, let me know, you know, how the game goes. So yeah, they helped me a lot. Coaches is coach Bob, coach Luke and coach Moser. Basically all the coaches have been helpful to me. Yeah. Mark as well, you know, not only for the rules, but like technique wise and how to, you know, play the game more, you know, more technical. Right. I think with Chase, I know I've talked to a couple other people about it. Like Chase seems like a guy that's consumed by this. It seems just based off what he's posting on Instagram and stuff. Like it seems like he is always watching rugby. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a yeah, and he's a great guy too. Yeah, he's a good roommate, and and that's for me. That's good because being around him makes me, you know, it kind I kind of feed off feed off uh, his energy as well towards this game of rugby. You know, it helps me too. You know, because Having a dude that knows a lot about the game more than me helps me to know more too. For well. sure. So, yeah. That's awesome. So I know Leonard, you you were talking a little bit earlier about how you you kind of fallen in love with it. So it's safe to say you caught the bug. And one of the questions I like to ask a lot of people that have you know have played rugby for a while is if they can remember 
like if there was a certain moment in time, maybe it's your first match that you played the first time you, you got to run the ball on a match or something like that. Like, do you remember when the, the flip, the switch kind of flipped for you and you, you know, you just kind of realized like, man, this is really fun. I like doing this. Do you, was there a certain oh, time yeah. that that's happened to you? Oh yeah. It was after, cause soon as I subbed out for the, the NOLA game, mm -hmm. I was sitting there, I, I was talking to like, I was basically saying in my head, like, this is the best game at like This is the best experience ever. Not only the experience, <laughs> but come best game. Like, this is the best rugby game I ever played in compared to all my football games. Right. Like, it's, it's a different feeling. You, can you put your finger on, like, why that is? Like, if there was a – is there specifics of it that, you know, you can kind of look to and be like, well, I like this more than football. Like, or is it just the overall experience? Well, the camaraderie. The, yeah. Okay. The camaraderie is, di is different from football. Yeah. But these boys, like, with my teammates right now, I, I love them boys. It's just, like, it's a different camaraderie uh, compared sure. to, like, football, you know? Like, yeah. Here, everybody's just clicked in. Everybody's just bonded. Yeah. And that's why, like, is it, that's why it's important to me because it's like you're fighting for the person right next to you. Like, right. You're going into battle, you ain't gonna let somebody kill him. So, right. You're fighting to protect everybody. You're fighting, you know, giving it your all on the field for your brothers. So, that's all. That's interesting you bring that up, too, because I feel like rugby is different in that aspect where, you know, if you get tackled and you're laying there on the ground, like, you're very, you're literally helpless. You know, you got to place yeah. the ball and you, you are relying on people to to throw their body in your way, like over you to protect you so that nobody, you know, messes with you. And that's like a different aspect of rugby that doesn't really exist in some other sports. Yeah. So that's interesting you brought that up. And I know, Leonard, you said you said you have football experience, you played basketball, you played soccer. As you're, you know, you're learning rugby and you're getting more comfortable playing rugby, does, does rugby feel like any of those sports in particular? Because I always felt like rugby feels, when I played rugby, it felt more like I was playing soccer, not necessarily football. Do you kind yeah. of get that feeling too? Yeah, it's like footwork. It's all footwork. Like, mm -hmm. that, that's why coaches be saying, you know, fast feet, put your head in the freezer, fast feet, you know, it, it helps. Yeah. Soccer, yeah, and I believe soccer, yeah, soccer is like same as rugby, but kicking the ball, just right. kicking the ball. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And I, I I know I've talked to a couple of the guys, too, is like I never really noticed the basketball aspect. I never played basketball, but just watching how guys have, you know, manipulating the ball and all this stuff. Like I can see the basketball traits in some of the, the guys like you that have played basketball before, whether it be like running switches, like uh, it just seems all off ball movement. That seems super helpful. Like you're kind of yeah. you're kind of point guard when you have a ball in your hands. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, Leonard, I guess, too, one of the other things I wanted to ask you is just, like, how does the coaching compare to some of your, your football experience with football coaches? Um, it seems to me, I mean, just kind of basing off my experience playing and just kind of how, you know, watching how the coaches interact with you, it seems more like they don't really, like, get in your ass like, like football coaches did. Is that a fair comparison? Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Because I don't blame them because, you know, we're slowly getting into learning the game. Yeah. And them one-on-ones, them one-on-ones would be really helping too, not, not only for me, but, you know, for my teammates as well. But football, yeah, football is kind of different. It's just, yeah. I mean, it's, that's fair. It's you know, just everything about yeah. it's a little bit different. So, uh, Leonard, I guess the last question I wanted to ask you before I let you go is just, uh, how's your ankle? Can you tell us what happened to your ankle a couple weeks ago and just, 
you know, what's the timeline for you getting back? What's the next step for you? Yeah, because my ankle, I injured it at the Belmont short game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dude just, you know, he kind of rode it while while he was tackling me. Yeah. Rode my ankle. And then I have to get surgery now. Um, I got two more weeks in the boot and then back to therapy now. So oh, really? Good news. Yeah. That's a lot quicker than I was expecting. I saw you walking around with the boot the other day, so it's good. I bet it's nice yeah. to get out of that cast. Yeah, especially the crutches. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. All right, Leonard, that's all the questions I had for you, man. I usually leave this last part open. Uh, Not sure if you wanted to shout anybody out or anything, but I usually leave that open for you. So feel free if you got anything to say. Otherwise, I will go ahead and uh, call it the conversation. Shout out to my family, you know, all around the world. And, you know, shout out to – thank you for your time, for having me on this broadcast. appreciate you, Cole. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Leonard. Really, really appreciate the conversation. Have a good one, man. Heal up. All right, All right, I hope everybody enjoyed that conversation with Colorado XO number eight, Leonard Sagapulatelli. Big thank you to Leonard for taking the time out of his day to come chat with me. Um, I say it every week, but the guests make the show. I really appreciate the people that take the time to come come talk with me uh, to come do this podcast. So big thank you to Leonard. I hope everybody enjoyed that. I know I certainly did. Uh, Like like getting to know these guys i like talking to them about their their background and you know the transition that they're making to rugby and it's cool to hear these new guys like like i'm i feel like we're talking to them like right as they're falling in love with the sport so it's awesome to hear you know that process and the moment that it clicks for them and just how they're liking it so um like i said hope everyone enjoyed that conversation so now we'll go ahead and jump into the required reading portion of the show um, and this is a piece I found on Rugby Pass, and it's called Cross Hemisphere Rainbow Cup Match is Cancelled. That's by Sam Smith of Rugby Pass. And it's just some more information on this new competition and has ha- and how COVID is, is still causing it problems. Um, but for those interested, like I said, I'm excited and watching this. Uh, found a piece, good piece that will help you learn a little bit more about it and just kind of the challenges that they're having and what to expect moving forward because it is still going on, which is good news. And I'm looking forward to watching it. So, of course, I will always link that article in the article that houses this podcast. So make sure you go and check that out. And finally, we'll close the show with the loop. Don't have too much to talk about in the loop, but I do have a couple things. So as always, just be sure to keep up with us on Twitter at DNVR underscore rugby and at Colton Strickler. You, uh, be sure to check out all of the content over at the DNVR.com. Anything you, you're looking for, you can find it there. It's a lot of good stuff, so make sure you do that. Also, if you're looking for something to watch on Friday night, friend of the program, Zach Paunga, is fighting in his third pro fight in the Legacy Fighting Alliance. So check out LFA 105 on UFC Fight Pass to watch that. And he's actually looked really good. So if the people that have been listening to the show for a while, I had Zach on. He used to play for the Raptors. I had him on last summer. I think it was in August, like end of July, maybe it was right before his first pro fight. Um, so this will be his third one. I've watched the first two and he's just crushing people. He's really good. He hasn't lost yet. I think he's like the number one um, light heavyweight, like in Colorado and like he's number five in the West or something like he's really good. Uh, like I said, he, he, I think the first fight went to a decision, but it wasn't close. The second one, I think it was a first-round TKO. He just smashed this guy. Uh, so make sure you check out that check that out. It's, it was fun to talk to him. It's like I just got to ask him every question I've wanted to ask a UFC fighter, how it compares to rugby, all that stuff. So if you're interested, you can go check that out. Like I said, I thought it was like end of July, beginning of August. 
Um, but I know I'm looking forward to watching him. I'm a big fan of Zach, and I hope he makes it to the UFC. He's really fighting well, and it looks like he has a chance. Um, so I would assume if he just keeps winning, he'll get he'll get there, if that's something that he wants to do. Uh, so check that out, LFA 105 on UFC Fight Pass. I think it's tomorrow at 6 or 7 p.m. Mountain Time. Um, and then the other thing I want to talk about, I want to extend a congratulations to former Raptor, current Giltini, Luke White, and his wife Allison on the birth of their baby daughter um, earlier this week. Love Luke. Luke is the man. Luke has always treated me with, you know, respect. He's always carved time out of uh, his day, his training, you know, his recovery to come chat with me for anything I need. Uh, love Luke and I'm wishing him all the best in L.A. He's having a good season. And, of course, congrats to him and his wife on the birth of their baby daughter. So with that, that's the show. Thank you to everybody for listening. Hope you had a great week. Hope you have a great weekend. Enjoy all the matches this weekend, and I'll catch you all back here next week.